This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 245. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Right, bonus episode 245 is, ladies and gents, a little listener choice. A little listener choice selection for this Saturday for all y'all out there. This is uh, your pick of what was one of three selections I shoved up for you. You guys settled on the Indicator release. Well, not the Indicator release per se. My version is the Indicator release, but it's Happy Birthday to Me from 1981, the year I was born. So happy birthday to me. That doesn't make any sense. But in my head, I thought, you know what, Duncan? That's poignant. It's crisp, it's fresh, it works, but it didn't. It did not work. And now I should edit this whole section out. But I know, <laughs> I'm not gonna. So how are you all doing? This is your Saturday episode. We have been running the trend this last lockdown seven weeks of giving you guys control over the Saturday episodes for bonus purposes. I've been picking mostly movies from my collection and just shoving them up there. Ad hoc ones that don't comfortably fit into the 88 films camps or Arrow video camps. And you guys have thus far been picking fairly solidly. I put this one up because I watched it when I first got it, when it was first released by Indicator. As a first time watch, I'd never seen it before. And I wasn't the biggest fan of it. And then I thought, you know what, times change. It was the first time you'd watched it, maybe it'll grow me, so I picked it uh, as one of the selections which you guys then settled on. So we will get to that review. FYI, it hasn't really changed. So I, I, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, I've got some serious issues with this movie. But you'll hear those issues after the first break. Now this is your third of four planned episodes this week from the podcast Under the Stairs. We will be closing out the week tomorrow with a little bit of The Hills Have Eyes 2 as part of our Arrow video assortment. So that is your closing episode. On Monday, we are kicking off a five-part series that I'm very much looking forward to doing, uh, looking at a little collection which Indicator put out as well. So it's all the Indicator shit making its way to you guys out there. Uh, we will be running a five-part series kind of on and off with my buddy Derek. Um, looking at the bloody terror box set, the shocking cinema of Norman J. Warren, 1976 to 1987. We'll be running through the movies in order, so first up from the box set is Satan's Slaves, so that'll be your episode this coming Monday, and then there is a multitude of other stuff coming throughout the week. Keeping busy, keeping active, even though we're all in self-isolation. 
the, the credo, the motto of podcasts under the stairs. So there you go. Right, what what is left to say except let's get into this. So I'm going to take a short break just now. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You are also, ladies and gents, going to hear the trailer for Happy Birthday to Me from 1981. I'll be back to discuss that movie right after this. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try? They must be destroyed on sight! The new Podcast Cure-All, sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, Cure What Ails Ya. Warning, may cause atrophy. African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Someone's having a party for the top ten. The senior class snobs. Before they get to celebrate... Six of them will die in the most bizarre ways you'll ever see. Virginia, don't go away. Come over here, Virginia. It is up to you to determine whether you wish to subject yourself to fear, terror, and shock. Because of the bizarre nature of this birthday party, pray you are not invited. And welcome back. So, you have just heard the trailer for Happy Birthday to Me from 1981. This is your selection, the listener choice for the Saturday episode. Um, Happy Birthday to Me, 1981, directed by J. Lee Thompson. Um, The writers on this one, screenplay is by John C.W. Saxton and Peter Jobin. Apparently there are two other credits. I'm not clicking that button because I don't want to. Um, The cast for this movie are Melissa Sue Anderson, Glenn Ford, Lawrence Dane, Sharon Acker, Francis Highland, Tracy E. Bergman, Jack Bloom, Matt Craven, Lenore Zan, David Eisner, Lisa Langlos, I don't know if that's that's probably not how you pronounce that, uh, and Richard Ribeir. The synopsis for this one is listed on IMDb is at a snobby Crawford Academy, Virginia's group of friends start to go missing years after horrible events that happened to her as a child around her birthday. Accurate, not a great synopsis. Um, So yeah, like I said before the break, this is one I hadn't really seen before. Um, Knew of its reputation as a slasher, but, you know, knew nothing else about it. Indicator put this out way back at the start. This is one of the first Indicator releases from that label. And I was like, you know, it's in my genre. 
uh, and I would kind of like to try and pick this one off, so purchased it then. Uh, watched it not long after I got it, which is not a kind of stereotypical Duncan approach to watching films. It's usually they lie on shelves for years. I might get around to them eventually. Uh, but watched this one and was not impressed, if I'm honest. Um, I had some issues with it, specifically about the the runtime and the reveal at the end. And I obviously have since then started doing the Slasher Classic series for 88 films. That part of me felt, you know, I've seen quite a lot of bad in the genre. And I might want to check this one back out and see if it has improved any to me. And sadly... Um, that was not the case on this second watch. I mean, I appreciated more of the work that has went into the cinematography and the effects this time around, uh, for sure. But in terms of a kind of slasher movie overall, I think it is too keen to try and be a lot cleverer than it actually is. And the runtime, let's, let's start with that aspect up front. This movie is just just over an hour and 50 minutes long, which is fucking criminal for a slasher movie. No slasher movie should be 150 minutes long unless it is completely revitalising and re-calibrating you know calibrating the entire genre. See if Scream is an hour and 50 minutes long. I can get on board with that. Happy Birthday to Me does not need to be 150 minutes long. Um, sorry, one hour, 50 minutes long. And sadly, that the pacing of the movie is so pedestrian in parts that my mind started to wander pretty quick. I mean, there are deaths here, but not enough to merit this runtime. There is a kind of interesting twisty-turny plot, but not enough to merit the time spent here. There's a whole lot of, well, let's follow this character as they walk around in turmoil for 10 minutes. Um, and you know it kind of became a bit frustrating to watch even this time round going into it knowing that I felt the movie was a bit longer than it needed to be previously um, you know if anything it stood out even more on the second watch which is a shame because the kills in this movie are surprisingly good Um, whether it's characters being kind of toyed with. In fact, that's the one thing I really enjoy about the, the killer in this movie is the necessity to toy with the victims and like overtly cruel sort kind of sorts of ways, which I got behind straight away uh, and I really like even this way around. I mean, they're all to an extent plausible. Um, so are super, there are no like kind of superhero powers here or or like, you know, well, how did they get from here to here? You know, none of that stuff actually exists in Happy Birthday to Me. If anything, the movie is weirdly grounded um, in that kind of the realm of how how kind of death is dispatched, whether it's with a straight razor or my personal fave, the, the kind of elongated setup of a bench press death, which I think is done. I mean, it's ludicrous. The guy could push the weights behind his head and he would have been safe you know he could have lowered the weights down and um, they're not that heavy that they would instantly kill him 
That's not how weights work. Um, you know, there's a multitude of ways that the, the guy could have got out of it, but I love the cruelness of, you know, leaving this person with the, this kind of weight set, this very heavy weight set above their, their throat, and then dropping a weight on his balls. Um, I think that's, you know, I think that's overtly cruel, weirdly fun to watch, um, and wonderfully sadistic. So, from that aspect, I enjoy the deaths. I think the cinematography, particularly cleaned up for the Indicator release, is fucking awesome. Like, really, really clean. This is one of these movies where they obviously salvaged a good print of this movie and spent the time cleaning up in a way which feels satisfying to watch. The colours are crisp. Um, the sound is great. And you get a lot of kind of tracking shots about the the, the kind of the school that we're at here, the Crawford Academy, which I think are kind of cool. And some of the departments, the teachers you meet, uh, you know, the, the, the scenes of like the... the professors kind of messing around with their students all these sort of things and when I say messing around I don't mean fingering them I mean like actually having fun and interacting all that stuff is like a big old slab of Americana on the screen uh, we don't have the whole kind of frog dissection thing um, on that level in the UK uh, like the Americans do so seeing that, that you know, there's always a warm and fuzzy part of my, my, my kind of growing up watching American movies when you see an American school do the old frog dissection because um, that's in almost every movie uh, you know like from the time period that's set in a school you, that's what you see so seeing it on the screen you know I get I get kind of fuzzy with that when I'm watching it so like it looks really cool the setting's really cool for the most part the characters are a bit cliche to be sure but they they fit the the mould of what this movie is aiming for and as a result of that because the acting is of a relatively good to higher standard um, it's a pleasure to watch you know all kind of works it all gels together in a way which is satisfying to watch from that point of view but it comes back as a main concern to that runtime because there's a whole hell of a lot of this movie easily over half an hour where not a lot is fucking happening um, and that's kind of criminal slasher movies are the last bastion of the hour and 20 to hour and a half runtime horror cinema they usually have a pretty ludicrous setup but plenty of death to merit a short runtime that when you get to the, the reveal at the end however bizarre it is and the you know the eventual kind of setup for a sequel you you feel like you've you've went through a roller coaster ride Happy Birthday to me feels like you're on the world's slowest kind of go-kart uh, going round and round and round and occasionally someone puts a barrel out in front of the road and you have to kind of swerve but that barrel can be seen quite far away and as a result your reflexes are pretty good um, and that's the, the kind of viewing experience for me watching it. I feel I should like this movie a lot more than I do. I kind of hold this one in that weird kind of camp of like April Fool's Day, which I know it has a ton of traction. I have tried with that movie. I really think it's dumb and I don't like it. Uh, and people are usually get mortified when I say that and overtly offended, but I just have to be honest. I think it's, it's not very good. And sadly, I kind of land with this as well 
for me, I kind of feel it's not very good. Now, let's take a bit of time here and lean into what is like the kind of setup for the end and be warned we are going to spoil this so um, I do kick that spoiler warning out in front but you know here we go. So the big set piece for this one is ultimately the the kind of reveal at the end from from Ginny's dad who walks in and sees you know like all the <laughs> All the bodies sitting around, um, dead, sitting around this table as what appears to be Ginny coming in the room with the old birthday cake. Now, some of this is used directly in the trailer, so they clearly knew what they were doing with this sequence. This is the money shot. This is what will get people through the door. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, like, Ginny's dad's a bit confused by this. He thinks that our, his daughter's a murderer. Um, he actually doesn't notice that his daughter is actually sitting at the table as well, though, uh, and gets his throat slit. So uh, Ginny, or we think it's Ginny, slices his throat. And then, in the most fucking colossally stupid moment here, uh, a almost kind of Mission Impossible-esque mask is removed. Masks are not that fucking good, and you would never have one. And uh, where did the where did Anne get a latex mask of Ginny? How the fuck did that happen? But anyway, anyway, this mask, uh, even though they're used, oh, I, I mean, oh, there's so many implausible things happen. Uh, but, you know, we, it's revealed that Anne is the killer. Um, and, you know, like, Ginny's... Ginny's mum was having an affair with Anne's dad and as a result Anne was born and Anne is actually technically Ginny's half-sister and uh, the two of them have a little fight and of course Ginny manages to win the day, uh, kills Anne but the police enter and the police see all the bodies lying around and of course the movie ends with ultimately Ginny being pegged for all the crimes anyway. It's just a colossally stupid fucking ending if I'm honest. I think, why not just lean into Ginny being the killer? I don't see why that is such a bad thing. I also don't understand why we can't just not have Ginny be the killer. Uh, Ginny's not the killer and Anne's the killer. Just make Anne the killer without the the silly idea of a mask that's so lifelike her father wouldn't know the difference. It's, it's, it's one step too far. Like I say, with the deaths being weirdly grounded in a lot of respects. You know what I mean? Um... Like that, that kind of reveal at the end to me is just one step too far. I think, and you're gonna hate me for saying this. I'm sorry and apologise in advance. In the world of the Jallo, this works. In the world of the slasher, it doesn't. In the world of the slasher, we need something a bit more grounded. In the world of the Jallo, it can be as fantastical as you want it to be. And as a result, all the work they do in the front end of this movie, I feel is generally undone at the end. Now, that being said, the you know the scene of a lot of bodies around the table, the happy birthday, all that stuff I'm on board with, and then we get the reveal. And that's why I liken it so much to a movie like April Fool's Day, which, like, right up to that reveal at the end, you have me in. You kind of have me in, right? Granted, this particular movie... You have me in, but it's been a long way getting there. Um, you you, you kind of still have me in. And then, you know, you kind of 
shit the bed on the end and by making it completely implausible. I mean, there's part of me that likes the idea of the kind of fake-away ending with, you know, ultimately, after everything she's done and all the torture that she's been through and all the rest, Ginny's ultimately likely going to get pegged for all these crimes and do some serious time anyway. But at the same time, though, I just feel... It's just... It, it doesn't befit the movie itself, uh, if that makes any sense. I'm probably butchering my explanation for it. And it's one of those things where ultimately I just can't get over it. Um, and it, it kind of detrimentally affects my overall view of the movie. Like, you take that ending out and you take the rest of the movie as is, can we say that? Um, for the most part, it's an adequate slasher movie. It's well formed and well acted. It's a bit long, but the deaths are well executed. Um, and they put that ending on it and it kind of undoes it for me. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's frustrating. I was really hoping that when I came back to it, having seen so many outlandish fucking endings to movies now, I, uh, I kind of felt like I was going to get, you know, I, I was going to watch it and be like, well, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that silly, but... Uh, yeah, it is. It, is. it really is. Um, yeah, fucking... I really thought it was going to have me in. And it is a shame, because like I said, for the most part, there's a lot of really cool stuff in here. I think uh, Melissa Sue Anderson is great as Ginny. I think Glenn Ford is great as her dad. Um, you know what I mean? There's... Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Lawrence Dane is great as her dad. I think Glenn Ford is great as the Doctor. You know, there's like, I think... Uh, Bergman is great as Anne. Like there's there's a lot of good in here. Um, I just feel ultimately those two sticking points for me are I genuinely think the movie is too long by about twenty minutes. So it's not even just like a small amount. I think you chop twenty minutes out this comfortably, um, and I, I think the ending is just a bit a bit too silly for what it's done on the run up to it. That being said, if you want cool deaths in a you know in a slasher movie that is well above average in terms of its execution and what it's doing, I mean, Happy Birthday to Me should be on your list if you've never seen it. If you want to see one of the better put together slasher movies, this is one of them. And I'd be interested to see if I'm the only one that really has big issues with this ending. Um, I get a feeling I probably am. I just have that kind of sinking feeling that I'm probably in the minority on this one. And that's fine, because it takes all sorts to make the world go round. When it comes to Happy Birthday to me, it's a 3.5 out of 5. Um, yeah, just can't get over it, if I'm honest. We're going to be doing another listener choice next week. So the way you can get involved with that is on Fridays on the podcast under the stairs Facebook group page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash cast. You can jump across there and uh, I will put a poll up. Usually for about five hours, you guys get to vote in the movie and whatever wins it is discussed on this show on a Saturday. Right, I'm going to take my final break. When I come back, I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. It's been bonus episode 245. It's been a listener choice episode. You guys chose Happy Birthday to me from 1981. Thank you very much 
for checking out this episode. There's a multitude of ways to support the show and check us out. Wherever you're listening to the show right now, hit subscribe. That way you're subscribed to our feed, you get access to the episodes as and when we drop them. And because we put out four episodes a week, pretty much every week now, that way you will always get them. You never miss an episode when we're dropping it or you hear me reference something that I did last week and be like, I never heard that episode. Subscribe and you will always get them as they drop. Visit our website, it's tputzcast.com. You can buy merch to support the show by going to tputzcast.bigcartel.com. You can visit us on Facebook. The group page is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast. If you want to check out the tputz collective Facebook page, that's facebook.com forward slash tputzcast. Interact with myself and the bars on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at tputzcast. We're also available on Flick Chat. It's free. It's an app on Android and iOS for you to interact with us. Social media, we can check out the podcast through the app. Our join code is TPUTSCAST and the app is called Flick Chat. The podcast under the stairs returns to you, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow when we do the Arrow video assortment and the docket. This week is a little movie called The Hills Have Eyes Part 2. The movie most famously known for a dog having a flashback. It's true. It happens in that movie. You'll see when you watch it. But until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off.